Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 77th episode of the Meeple Dungeon Podcast. As always, I'm Rob. And I'm Anna Marie, and this episode is brought to you by Meeples and Milkshakes. You can find them in-store at 130 Westminster Avenue West, Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Mm-hmm. So we're back on track. This is uh, a week after our last episode, I believe. Yeah, so roughly. We're, yeah, we're... Doing well here. <laughs> so we, we did get a game played. Uh, has it been a week? Yeah, it must have yeah, been. It yeah, it So over that week, uh, we played one game that we're going to talk about in our review later on in mm-hmm. this episode. But we're going to kick off this episode the same way do, we do uh, almost all episodes. Yep. Because <laughs> we're constantly getting new things. We're going to talk about some new to the collection. Uh, do you want me to start? Go ahead. Sure. So the first game I want to talk about, we're going to talk about two each. The first one I'm going to talk about comes in a very small box. Um uh, not like, um, like oink games, no. but uh, a fairly small box. It's only about uh, what? Six by four kind of box. Sure. Um, and it's called general orders. This comes from Osprey games and the dynamic duo, um, known for all the undaunted games. Yes. This is David Thompson and Trevor Benjamin doing a, another world war two, uh, game with Osprey games. Yeah. Um, and this one, yeah. It is looks that like a two-player one as well? Yeah. This is just yeah. a head-to-head uh, yep. two-player game. Um, I'll give a little read here about what's going on here. So it says, yeah, uh, yeah, 30-minute playing time, two-player. Okay. Um, and it says, General Orders, World War II, pits competing commanders against each other in a tug-of-war for control over the crucial Second World War battlefield, either in the mountains of Italy or on the islands of the Pacific. Players strive to... Uh, seize crucial strategic assets that unlock special abilities and prevent their opponents doing the same. Balance the desire to gain these advantages with the need to secure supply lines, ward off aerial assaults and artillery barrages, and protect your vulnerable headquarters in this compact and elegant two-player game. So, nice. it was exactly... As soon as I saw... Well, I, I like to buy lots of things from Osprey. Yeah. I really like all the production that comes from Osprey and... Um, games are generally great and as soon as i saw it was these these two working with osprey again on a world war ii game but on a small small scale yeah um yeah had to uh had to go in on this one so i'm assuming it's going to be just fantastic yeah um for uh just a nice solid little two-player game and yeah compared to like the hugeness that it would be undaunted this one should be nice and quick and and fun so i'm looking forward to this one that does look very cool yeah i'm i'm excited to dive into that one too yeah so we'll see what do you have over there all right my first one i have is woodcraft and that is uh, Mm -hmm. designed by vladimir Succi and ross arnold and published by rio grand games and delicious games Fun name. (laughs) Delicious games, yeah. And yeah, this one, uh, in Woodcraft, you play as forest people running competing workshops in the woods, with you gathering wood and crafting goods for your customers. Along the way, you hire helpers, improve your workshop, and buy different types of wood and other tools to create the best workshop you can. And I believe this one you play with, um, there's a lot of dice uh, involved. I think you're manipulating dice. And uh, this one can be... A solo game as well. I think it's oh, one really? to four. It's one to four, I believe. I remember so, hearing good things about this yeah. from Scott. Yeah, he said he's played it um, quite a bit. And he really said likes he really it. liked it. Yeah. So yeah, and whoever builds the best, most successful workshop wins. So yeah, I yeah, I thought it looked interesting. 
it looks cool. I like the, I mean, the cover art was, um, when you look at it up close, it's kind of goofy looking, but I like the, um, uh, the fact that the lady is kind of, um, shaping a dice. Mm-hmm. Like it looks, I, I never For noticed sure. that at first. Yeah. Um, but when you look at it close, it's like, oh, she, she's actually like planing a, yeah. uh, a, a big, huge a wooden die. die. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. And it looks, it's funny because at first glance and with the description, you think it's, you know, family friendly and, and I think it is, but it's, it says on there 14 plus. Hmm. 14. And so that's cur- I'm you know, that's interesting. And it won't be because of theme or anything. No, no, no. Difficulty level. Difficulty level. Because yeah. I was just, that's what I was going to say. When you look at the back of the box, it. It looks like a more complex game. Yeah. Like it's got well, a lot to it. Scott likes it. That'll be the case. Yeah. So. so that's pretty cool. I'm I'm looking forward to it. They've got, it looks like you each have your own player board and it looks like there are multiple communal boards and uh, hmm. yeah, it looks, yeah I, looks cool. I haven't really looked much into it, but I just know he loved it. He, he totally recommended it. And so maybe we'll get him over here to play it with us. Yeah. Maybe he can even teach. And yes, he will. He's an excellent teacher. Yeah, he's an he's a great teacher. game teacher. So. Yeah. so I think we'll do that. We'll yeah. try and get Scott over here to play Woodcraft when we get that going. Hopefully, well, that's on our list. So this, these, oh the my gosh, general that's orders. not on and, our list well, right now. We're going to do all right, I think. <laughs> yeah. Tons, but general uh, orders and woodcraft will be. I don't mean that reviewed. in a bad way, though. Oh no! I just no, mean no. I want it's to a do good them. Problem to I have. want to play them all. Yep, uh, that one's. Now, going, <laughs> these I are both going to be uh, reviewed. Work. I don't want to work. I want to play games. Yeah, we'll take, <laughs> we were saying just before this that we need to take a month off just to <laughs> just, just to play. play games, just to play. But yeah, we'll we'll hopefully get that played here shortly, and yeah. Well, it'll be one of our reviews. We're yes. going to probably start stacking reviews, by the way. We're probably going to start like pairing up games into episodes. So we're going to try and get like two games in on an episode or maybe even three if they're smaller and start getting that in to try and hopefully get all of these played and reviewed before doing, the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah. Because we also have to do like our, our top tens yep. and stuff that. So like there's lots here to do. So another game. So this one's like the opposite. Yeah, opposite size of general orders is Voidfall. Huge. Yeah. This is a Huge. Kickstarter we backed. Probably people have heard about it, I imagine. Yeah, a few people um, have played it. Yep. Big 4X <laughs> crazy uh, space opera style game. Um, and this one, yeah. So Voidfall uh, is one to four players, plays 90 to 240 minutes, apparently. Mm-hmm. Um, Weight, it's got a four and a half out of five. So it's like a pretty wow, heavy pretty 4X heavy um, space game. Yeah. It uh, is designed by Nigel Buckle and David Turchi and art by Ian O'Toole, which is so nice. Mm-hmm. And then it's from Mind Clash Games. And yeah, this one is not unlike all the other big space operas out there, but this one's got a little cool story going with it. Um it's a huge, huge story. Let me let me read a little bit here. Uh, the once flourishing empire of Dominium is no more. Many of the great houses have lost their humanity, distorted until they became mindless puppets of one entity more ancient than the universe. We saw the signs. We heard the whispers. We trusted the Norv- Novarks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and it all led to the apocalypse of our civilization, the Voidfall. Now it is time for the remaining great houses to purge the galactic corruption, prevent the void born from fully manifesting in our dimension, and to ultimately overcome the chaos as the new rulers of Dominium. 
So this one's got like politics and um, kind of like it sounds almost like um, Game of Thronesy, like mm-hmm. where you're, you have a, uh, a house to take on, and you're gonna have asymmetric powers, I assume. And but it has to do with this like dark force that has come and like it said, like ruined humanity, and and um, you're fighting back against it. And that sounds crazy. Yeah, I think it's gonna be really really fun. It's funny because I think last week. I was talking um, about Anachrony, which mm-hmm. is new to our collection, and that was David Turksey as well. So I'm curious if we can get both of these played in a like a short time frame to mm-hmm. compare the two, because the same the same designer that one I think has a few, but um, but cool because ev- everyone loves Anachrony. Yep. Everyone appears to be loving Voidfall, which we're not surprised at. Mm-hmm. It sounds very cool. Yeah, it that says sounds here, fun. Uh, Voidfall is a Space 4X game that brings the genre to Euro enthusiast tables. So it's yeah. going to have a more similar style to like Eclipse, right? Very Euro-y. Um, I love Eclipse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my God. It combines the tension, player interaction, and deep empire customization of 4X genre with the resource management, tight decisions, and minimum luck gameplay of an economic Euro. Win by pushing back the Voidborn in the solo or co-op mode. Or by overcoming your rival's uh, influence in restoring the Dominium in the competitive mode. So you have all three. You can do this solo, you can do this co-op, or you can fight each other. Wow. So That'll be cool. That'll mm-hmm. be cool. To, I like when they have kind of... If they all work, right? And I feel like in a game like this, they've put the thought into having them all work. Because, you know, sometimes it's like, eh, and we've slapped on a solo yeah. you know, variant. Or we've slapped on a co-op variant so that it appeals to everybody. It, it but says, it, I think that this it will be good oh, for all so. three. It says that both doing it either solo slash co-op or uh, the competitive modes use the same rule sets and game systems. Nice. So Variability is ensured not only by multiple playable houses with their own strengths and weaknesses, but also by many different map setups for all game modes. So, yeah. like, yeah, I'm excited to play this one. Uh, the co-op particularly excites me because um, I haven't done yeah. that before in, like, a 4X Yeah, space abso- absolutely. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, Neither have it's I. It's not a thing, right? No. So, like, we'll be able to play this, just me and you. And well, we could have the kids or whatever too, but yeah. we, to play against the, the, the void born or whatever these yeah. guys are called and try to do this whole thing is going to be interesting. Fun, right? It'd be interesting how, yeah, you could play it together, but mm-hmm. then also play like or vengefully can, against yeah, each other right? and like with a, yeah. a big game group. Yeah. So this one is particularly interesting. Like I, I'd kind of forgotten about it until it showed up here in a big, huge box and I was like, oh, right. Voidfall. And this is another one. I think that. Um, Scott has played and <laughs> I don't know if he backed it or whatever, but I remember him texting me. Guess what, Scott? Yeah. If you're listening, <laughs> if you're listening yep. <laughs> hopefully you can teach us this too. You've got some teaches coming your way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, this one, 100% we're going to play here shortly. Yeah. And, um, I hopefully we can play both modes when we, right? uh, when we review it. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Maybe you and I can play the. The co-op. Uh, co-op together, and then when it works to have Scott and maybe Kurt come by, we can do a uh, yeah. competitive version. But yeah. How Void many fall. is the competitive? Like, how many does it play to? I think it's one to four. Only one to four? Yeah, one to four. Best, oh, okay. It says best at three. Best at three. Oh, okay. That's so, interesting. Yeah. Because usually with 
games like Eclipse and stuff, like they're better kind of the higher player count you have, like six-ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, this so, one says best at three. Okay. That's on BGG, best at three. Interesting. Um, yeah, so I don't know. We'll yeah. see how it goes. We'll but it certainly goes. you'll be hearing about this one in yeah. the very near future. And we have one more to talk about. Yeah. What else do you have there? So, mm-hmm. and that just looks fun. Like, the cover yeah. looks hilarious. This big, goofy-looking... Um, it's called the o- Dumbo Octopus. The Dumbo Octopus. Yeah. But they've made it look really goofy. Like, oh, yeah. The cartoon, yeah. it's like... It's like a big space octopus. Yeah. It's like this ruler of the universe mm-hmm. kind the, of thing. The, I think it's, they call him the giant inky one. Or yeah, the, the great inky the one. The great inky one, yeah. yeah. That's right, yeah. And, um, and this one is designed by Henry Audu- um, Audubon and published by Paper Duck? Paper Fort Games uh, and Lucky yeah, Duck Lucky Games. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so Cosmoctopus is an engine building tentacle gathering board game for one to four players. You have to guide Cosmoctopus through the inky realm, um, which is just a flexible range of tiles or realm of tiles but um, you get to gather resources obtain powerful cards that represent relics hallucinations constellations you harness the power of those bizarre objects and experiences craft potent card combinations and be the first to gain eight, t- eight tentacles to win <laughs> so that sounds awesome. it just looks like a fun goofy game again though this one 14 plus and 16 14. yeah and mm. 60 to 90 minutes so i guess 90 the card 90 minutes 60 to 90, yeah. Wow, I did not think that was going to be the case. It almost looked like it, like when you first look at it, it almost looked like it was going to be a dexterity game. Um, yeah, it looks super goofy, but then I guess it's not, and yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's got a goofy theme, but I guess there's a lot more to the game than I, yeah. than I assumed. Yeah. So, anyways, mm. I'll be curious. They're, uh, I think it looks, I think it looks fun. They're saying um, best at two, but it's a two to okay. four players, so, Yeah. Okay, well, um, yeah, that's uh, enough about our new to the collection because we have some news that we wanted to talk about. It's not breaking news, but it's news to us anyway. So we're going to talk about it right now. then here we are at our news segment of the episode usually this is um breaking news stuff that we're talking about in this um segment but this isn't this is, really breaking no this is news but... i guess this was news uh in october but i only discovered it just uh yeah just uh recently news to us yeah it's very much <laughs> news to us because uh so a long story short or long story long is that we uh, were looking to get a new copy of Rhino Hero Super Battle, the kids game from Haba. Yeah, super fun game. Mm-hmm. Our, our family really likes a it. A game we really, really enjoy. And uh, our copy ended up getting ruined here and we had to recycle it. Um, and it, uh, yeah, it was kind of uh, a sad day because it's a game that uh, all four of us really like to play. Particularly our youngest boy really likes it. And, um, yeah, so I was looking at, um, getting another copy and I came across, uh, a news article about Haba mm-hmm. and it said that, well, this is on, um, board game wire. They're a, uh, board game, uh, news Outlet. website. <laughs> yeah. yeah, really. It's what they are. Um, and they have an article and this article is back in, um, uh, yeah, October, uh, that Haba was about to lay off 
more than 650 of their employees uh, in a self-administration move where I guess they have been having um, some major financial difficulties. And I would never have have, have thought that. Their games are everywhere. Yeah. And from from looking into Haba, it's uh, that they're a lot bigger and broader than I thought. I thought they were more or less just a... uh, kids game and toy maker but mm-hmm. they actually do other things too where they have like a clothes line oh, and, okay. um, yeah and and several other ventures um but yeah they 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 have roughly 1600 employees and they were gonna uh going to be getting rid of uh, roughly 650 of them going down to about a thousand, thousand yeah uh, employees uh, for people that don't know Haba, uh, you've probably seen it. You probably just didn't know what it was. But they do like animals upon animals, yeah, right? Uh, yeah, animals upon. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they're all their games are generally in a bright yellow box. Yes. Um, so you've probably seen them, but just didn't know what they were called. Um, and they're all yeah, they just make all tons of of kids games. And they're an eighty five year old German toy maker company. Um, wow. Yeah, and it. Um, I guess through COVID and so forth, they've they've had a lot of uh, financial issues. Yeah. Uh, to do with um, uh, supply lines and so forth, but I guess some of their ventures just have not been profitable. Yeah. And they're just really discovering um, how that's affecting them now to the point where they have to basically restructure. They're stopping doing their um, clothes line. And they're just going to focus strictly on their kind of wooden toys and board games yeah. uh, from this point on. They're still, I guess, um, profitable per se, but they've lost huge percentages yeah. um, over the last few years. So they have to uh, yeah, restructure and downsize, which is... Um, That's a lot of people. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine how hard that would be on something yeah. that... I, I think it's one thing if you're, and I don't know the specifics of the company and stuff, but if you're, you know, if you're just a big corporation and and you're like, oh, now I got to lay people off. Like, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But it seems like they, it was started as such a small, um, small venture that just, you know, and it's grown. Yeah, and they grown. keep investing and taking on new um, yeah. ventures, right? And you think like 1600 is a lot, but it's not huge when you think about other you know big companies so you know that's going to affect a lot of people and the the tough decision that must have been to say mm-hmm. you know we've got to do this so you kind of like we might have to lay off 600 people but it'll still leave a thousand people with jobs it's a hard decision like, yep. i kind of like that would be tough i wouldn't want to be in that position no and and they have a little quote here um saying that the um in order to position the Haba family group for the future and to successfully transform the traditional company towards its 100th anniversary, uh, fundamental cuts that are extremely aching for everyone involved are necessary. Yeah. So it's just, I believe it. Yep. It, it's, it's sad. But I'm glad they're not going under. Like, yeah, it sounds like definitely. they're um, they're trying to make the right moves to, to rebound. To, uh, rebound, right. yes, to make that not happen. But yeah. yeah. And that's, that's what I mean. Like Crazy you- thing having to do what you have to do right now to be able to keep going and maybe mm-hmm. make it better. And yeah. And I just never thought I would see that about this company in particular, because yeah. I thought they, they were like super highly profitable and they are, yeah. don't get me wrong. They're making a lot of money, but, um, 
they just had way too much staff and um, yeah and what you know because at essenspiel in particular apparently in one of their halls not that we've been there but yeah, i've, I've seen wish. a lot about it and i've read <laughs> a lot about it you know um apparently haba's exhibit in one of the halls there is enormous and um like it said here where is it in the article it said they had 50 yeah haba currently exhibits about 50 games at the essenspiel this year so they had 50 games in their exhibit yeah um, and that's a lot because i mean most companies only have like three or four at most that they kind of bring there and they have a bunch of copies of those three or four right yeah but um 50 that that is a lot of games 50 different to games show. to show off right <laughs> yeah. yeah i remember um i think it was tom vassal he was doing his video uh log or whatever you want to call it yeah vlog or some <laughs> stupid word um, he was doing that at Eshin, it was this year or last, and he, I guess one of his first stops is always the Haba uh, exhibit. Oh, cool. And it just uh, him walking in there and I was, he was a sea of showing through his camera, like what it all looked like. And I thought it looked awesome. And it's like, holy moly, they have tons of stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so yeah, we were looking for, to get a new copy of Rhino Hero Super Hero Battle. Super Battle. And then found this article and thought it was interesting to talk about just in case you people out there. Uh, didn't know about it just like we didn't know about it. Yeah. So now you do. But yeah, interesting nonetheless. Sounds like they're going to be okay. But um, also, yeah. if you have young kids, check out Rhino Hero Super should. Battle. It is a lot of <laughs> it's fun. A lot of fun. That's why we want to get another copy ASAP. Um, I believe they have copies of it at Meeple's, yeah. so we should be getting one here shortly. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's a fun fun game. Um, yeah, good point. We should touch on that quickly. Um, where you were just stacking basically cards on top yeah. of each other. Think of like making levels. Yeah, you can think of building a, a like a house of cards. House of cards, yeah. but only you have kind of folded bases, so it's not yeah. just like you're making no, the pyramids. No. But you got they're um, bent in such a way that it helps you. Yeah. stack things on top of and each other. And you draw cards that say you know what kind of things you can stack mm-hmm. or, or you know things like that. And you ha- and you get to move your little hero up to the top, and then a dice yep. roll. And if you meet another hero, you have to battle. And if you lose, you have to go down levels. And if mm-hmm. you win you get to stay and yeah it's fun it'll collapse and stuff, oh yeah and, and then the house funny. the fall it falls down yeah right and it's it's cute it's little monkeys one. hanging off the <laughs> hanging yeah. off the house if you have young kids it's a it's a real home run it's a lot yeah. of fun so yeah that's uh that's about all we want to say about rhino hero and uh, what's going on at haba so um we have a review to do yeah so we're gonna head on over there and do that right after this Meeple's and Milkshakes is a great place for all sorts of gaming fun. They offer a stay-and-play library with over 500 games, yummy eats like delicious milkshakes, tasty treats, and scrumptious sandwiches all made in-house. And they host a board game meetup every Wednesday and Friday at 7pm. Not only does Meeple's and Milkshakes have a wide variety of games to purchase in store, they also have an extensive catalogue of games available online at meeple's.ca. Their easy-to-navigate web store features new arrivals and restock sections, which are being constantly updated. Looking for the new hotness? Check out their pre-order pages. That's right, there are multiple pages of pre-orders with hundreds of titles to choose from. Oh yeah, they also ship across Canada. Check out Meeples and Milkshakes and their friendly, knowledgeable staff in person at 130 Westminster Avenue West in Penticton, BC, or online at meeples.ca. Alrighty then, here we are at 
uh, our final segment of the episode where we are going to do another Meeple Dungeon review. review. And what are we reviewing today, Anna-Marie? We are reviewing Forbidden Jungle, mm-hmm. Survive the Wild. By, uh, does it say that on the survive, yeah. survive the wild? Survive the wild. I didn't notice that. <laughs> and that's uh, that's published by Game Right, uh, designed by Matt Leacock, and art by C. B. Kanga. Mm-hmm. So, Forbidden Jungle. This is the fourth game yeah. in a series of games from Matt Leacock the, and the from Forbidden Game Right. Series, yeah, you the, might call the it Forbidden Series. That's right. <laughs> Starting with Forbidden Jungle, Forbidden Desert. Nope. Starting with Forbidden oh, Island. Oh, sorry. Forbidden <laughs> Island, Forbidden Desert, Forbidden Sky, and now Forbidden Jungle. Yes. And they all kind of like work together in a bit of a thematic um, arc, going from the jungle to the to the desert, and then getting in the flying machine and going up into the sky, and then going from the sky on a little rocket ship to this planet. weird planet. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Forbidden Jungle. This one. Um, is uh, the first one in when was Forbidden Sky? It was like two years ago, Forbid- two three years ago. I'll check ago? actually because I'm not I'm not sure, but I think it was it was a while ago. Maybe three, but certainly yeah, let me check. at least two years ago. I want to say three years ago. Yeah, because what year is it right now? Twenty twenty three. I bet you it's twenty almost twenty twenty four. Twenty twenty or twenty nineteen. 2018. Wow, wow. So it's been a while. It's been a long time. Because the Forbidden Sky wasn't as well received as um, its predecessors uh, in uh, Island and Desert. Um, So I think they might have been like kind of pumped the brakes a bit to like um, see where they wanted to go with the the Forbidden stuff. But here we are with Forbidden Jungle. And I didn't even know it was coming out until I saw a pre-order on Meeple's. For it. And I was like, well, instant, instant, instant uh, uh, ordering. Er, yeah, yes. not bad. <laughs> so yeah. Because uh, uh, we we really like this as, series. As you know, if you've mm-hmm. listened to you've definitely you know, heard us talk a few of it. these episodes, mm-hmm. we so, love Forbidden Desert. Yeah, it's, it's one of our favorite games Like our ever. favorite family game. Yeah. So here we are with Forbidden Jungle. We... Um, I basically went into this one totally blind. Yep. I didn't look anything at it. I just said, well, we'll, we'll buy it and yep. we'll... We'll hope for the best. So how does Forbidden Jungle work? So this one um, is, uh, it has the DNA more similar to uh, Forbidden Desert and um, Island versus uh, Forbidden Sky. So um, it's, it's a bunch of tiles. And in this one, you don't have a set pattern of how you set these tiles out. You have a whole bunch of options actually on how you want yeah. to set out this map basically. Cause you're like in forbidden desert, you have a certain, um, what's the word There's I'm looking standard for? Layout, layout for, for the tiles yeah. that you have to put them as such. And that's how you play the game. It's like a diamond. Mm-hmm. And yep. In this one, it's <laughs> a diamond or some would say a square. But nope. <laughs> it's a diamond. Diamonds and squares. Yep. Nope. But, um, <laughs> This one, yeah, has uh, six different layouts that it that it. Oh, you're right. To... It is a square. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, the sand is a diamond, and I'm always yeah. the one putting the sand out. <laughs> it's definitely a square, but it's you know what happens when you a turn square. a square on its side? It's a diamond. Mm. Oh goodness, that was good. <laughs> oh goodness, yes. But this one has. Um, Six different layouts you can try, and each one of those has a rating difficulty attached to it. I'm sorry, I can't even. Okay, I'm done. I'm You're done. great. 
Oh, dear. There's two um, layouts you can choose to. One's called the Fulcrum or one's called the Anchor. And those ones are like the easy difficulty if you wanted to do it that way. Then they have the ones you re- they recommend out of the a book is the one called the Sinkhole, which is the one that we've exclusively been playing because yeah. it seems to be uh, middle of the road. And that's what they say in the, in the, in the book is that do this one. This one is kind of the way it was meant to be played. Right. Per se. Um, and there's also one on the back of it called the Skull Spaceport, which is just a slightly different configuration. But then there's another card where you can go all the way up to uh, hard and then very hard difficulties Jeez. with these two different layouts that we, we have not attempted. Nope. Um, and we'll tell you why here shortly. So we've been <laughs> we've been going basically with the one they recommend. It's kind of the normal setting. And we've been setting the difficulty level on the... Um, Novice, uh, right? Yeah, the, what is whatever this track is called. The... Um, the threat meter. Threat meter. We've been going right down to novice, giving ourselves kind of a our best chance at um, beating this game, um, because uh, that allows you to only draw two bad cards every turn until it uh, increases and increases and increases through the game. Well, we'll tell you about in a minute. So once you set out all these tiles um, into a certain arrangement, uh, that a square diamond, yeah, <laughs> you know whatever that is dictated from the card that you choose. Um, then you're also going to seed out some uh, characters onto there. There's just a bunch of aliens. There's like alien eggs, alien hatchlings, and then adult Adults. aliens. Yeah. And you're going to have those kind of spread around. And um, then you're going to choose a character. And there's uh, eight? I think I six. There's six adventures. Chemist, explorer, biologist, navigator, spelunker, and I think it's the healer or something. There is definitely here. a Medic? healer if you haven't yeah. said that already. It's here yeah. somewhere. Either way, six different characters, and they all have a, a special thing that they can do. Um, just, And they're all fairly powerful things that they can do, but they all, each one has a very, very different thing that yeah. they can do. They also have different um, sets amount of health. Mm-hmm. That, uh, one of them, actually, the chemist has no health. He can uh, not die in this game. He's immune, He's immune to, to the, the, stings the stings from the aliens. Um, so, yeah, you pick your character. You pick the little card. Um, you put your pawn of the same color onto the starting tile which is like your rocket ship that you took off from in forbidden sky and you landed on this planet and what you're trying to do ultimately is arrange well first off discover a portal that you're trying to um power up and get off this planet um so you're trying to discover a portal and then you're, you're trying to line up four of these uh crystals on either side of that portal and that'll help you activate the portal and then get everyone off this planet and that's what you're trying to do i and should <sighs> clarify we're on a moon a moon not a planet okay yeah a planet well Whatever. i know but it's I'm an just... alien in yes it's rock in space it's a remote moon with a bunch of ju- a jungle it's more more like a like well this is forbidden jungle but it it's is. very jungly yeah um look to it with aliens creeping around spider like aliens Mm -hmm. yeah and um yeah so you are going to on your turn going to take uh four four actions and you have a few different things you can do you can move (laughs) from one (laughs) tile to the next uh never going diagonally you can just go uh orthogonally um from one tile to the next including onto ones that have aliens yep um and onto ones with other adventurers and so forth. Um, but there's webs that are going to come out. There's going to be um, the aliens uh, shoot. They're kind of like spidery aliens. And mm-hmm. they, they shoot out webs and those webs block you. And then you have to remove those webs if you want to move past it. 
So one, the second action you can do is remove. You can remove an adult, a hatchling, an egg, or a web from the tile you're right. on. Um, the aliens don't block you, but the webs do. Um, then you can also explore, which is flipping over the tile to see what's on the other side. And there's a whole bunch of them we'll tell you about in a minute. And then there's operate the machine. So there are, like we said earlier, other things on the other side of these tiles. There are there are gears. a whole bunch uh, the gear. Yeah. Right, so like, yeah, there's um, a, no, go ahead. Yeah. They're kind of like a gear cards. So if you flip them over, you can get like a jet pack or something yeah, that can you help see... you at any time. That's mm-hmm. not one of your turns. Yeah. It, it has a little picture of a gear in the right hand corner of the tile. If it gives you a gear card, they call them equipment in this one. Yeah. They're gear cards. I think in, in forbidden in, desert, uh, but desert, these yeah. are equipment cards. Yeah. There's configurator tiles. There's four of them that you're going to be able to use. And those ones are, are machines that you're able to fire up as an action on your turn if you go on the a configurator tile and use an action you're able to move the uh, tiles around on the board and start that's how you start shuffling the crystals towards the portals and and moving aliens away from you and so forth mm-hmm. um, and for every action you do you can move a tile and right. slide it up and down left or right um, then there's the compeller uh, there's three of those and what those allow you to do is to basically um, compel the aliens to move from one tile to another so you can kind of make them move away from you or to a certain spot that makes sense then there's also two destructor switches and these ones if you push the big red button that's literally a big red button on there you can blow up any tile you want on the board killing everything on it yeah unless it has an adventurer on it because then you would just lose the game right there's also four portal tiles and those are um the place that you're trying to get to and you're trying to get the crystals around them. So if you lose one portal, if one gets destroyed, mm-hmm. um, you are going to be okay. There's still a, a few more options for you to do. And then there are nests and tunnels and um, an electrifier, which is pretty cool. just electrifies mm. um, the aliens um, and things like that. And yeah, they are trying to use this equipment, um, these machines to help you configure the board to get those crystals around a portal, get everybody to the portal and use an action to go through the portal. Yeah. And where you end up on the other side of the portal, we are going to find out in forbidden five. Yeah. <laughs> Cause we don't know where you end up, but you end, you're not here anymore. Oh, and then you win the game. Maybe they end up in the past. Maybe Ooh. <laughs> dinosaurs or maybe something. Maybe that's a good idea. Yeah. Maybe. If you're listening, Mr. Leacock, yeah. maybe, maybe <laughs> yeah, you go d- back I to the past. I doubt it, but... Um, I doubt it. He's probably got a whole oh, plan he's liked a few of mind. our tweets. Maybe, maybe but. he'll check it out. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, that's kind of the idea. Um, and, yeah, the gear cards, like you said earlier, those are cards you can use on your turn to do all sorts of things. Um, peek under tiles, because some of the crystals are, are not working there's right. six crystal tiles and only four of them are good to use and so you're you're gonna have to use all of the four working tiles mm-hmm. oh and i should say that once you've done your four actions your turn is over and then you're going to be flipping threat over cards. threat cards like we said earlier and depending on what level of threat you're sitting at um you're going to flip over that many cards so if you're at uh, a level two you're going to flip over two threat cards and do what it says and those threat cards are nasty those are going to be like um you grow from uh grow all the eggs into hatchlings so mm-hmm. you take all the eggs off the board and you put hatchlings where they were or grow the hatchlings into adults mm-hmm. and then the adults sting yep so adults all the ground the adults sting yeah they put out webs um all these 
horrible things. Uh, tiles will start to blow up. Yeah. <laughs> There's a card. I forget what it's called, but it's basically like a, a volcanic eruption. It's a collapse. Collapse. It's a yeah. collapse card. Yeah, yeah. And you take the lowest numbered tile. Each tile has a number on it in the mm-hmm. bottom uh, left-hand corner. And so like one through whatever. And you, whichever the lowest value is that's been flipped over, uh, that tile blows up, up and is gone. Ground. So you don't have it anymore. So if it's yeah. one of the cards that you need... Or one of the tiles you right. need, let's not the blow further, that one up. Yeah, the you further you it. go into this game, yeah. uh, the the later the stages, the the less if you last tiles you're going to have um, to work with. And if you lose that last crystal tile, you're you're done. So yeah. There's a whole bunch of ways to lose this. The only one way to win, get those four crystals around any portal and yeah. use an action with everyone there, then you win. Otherwise, if one of your characters gets killed... Like by being stung, yeah, um, you lose. <laughs> if uh, yeah. if you ever go to pull a uh, like a either an egg, a hatchling, or a, an adult from the supply onto the board, and you don't have one to put there, you lose. Yeah, so you're just over. You get run. overrun. Yeah, and um, which is a similar uh, idea to the sand in uh, Forbidden right. Desert. Um, and I think that's basically it. And you do this, uh, you know, you can pick your characters if you'd like, and you can try and figure out which characters you think would work well together. You're Mm -hmm. supposed to just deal them out at random. And you should be able to do them with all, like any ones, right? Yes. But there's going to be some that work together better than others. Because one of them allows you to interact with the other one. I think if the, one of them, the Explorer, I don't know. Someone allows someone to move the, another character a further yeah. distance, but only a specific character right. and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, that's how this game works. Um, it's very simple. Uh, like, the rules are simple. Yes. But they're, it is a difficult game. Very, very difficult. I don't know. I'm just going to maybe jump back a little bit. They have an overview here, and I don't know. Uh, this kind of actually sums up the theme really well. Okay, go ahead. If I can, if I can read that. Sure. Um, so you might have already pieced it together by what we said, but if not, um, low on fuel, your rocket's guidance system leads you to a mysterious abandoned spaceport on a remote moon. The spaceport is completely overgrown with jungle and is infested with a colony of spider-like aliens who don't take kindly to their nest being invaded. So even we landed in their nest. Um, it soon becomes clear why the port was abandoned as whole sections of the station begin dropping into sinkholes. Your only hope of escape is to put a transportation portal back in service. Perhaps it will take you to the planet below? Unfortunately, all of the portals are overgrown and without power. Can you power up a portal and make your escape before it's too late? Maybe the planet below is in, is in the past. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what's on the planet below? It's a time below. portal. But anyway, so yeah, that's you're con- you're moving so, all these yes. things around and yeah. And that's that's yeah, that's the theme. That's the scenario. So, let's Revisit the theme. Does the theme lend well to this game? Yes. I think it lends extremely well. My goodness. You're constantly aware of being, that you're being overrun Mm -hmm. by these aliens and the hatchlings and the eggs and um, that tiles are. You use these machines. You're trying to find them and you're trying to uncover the crystals and you find that the crystal that you went all the way to the other side of the board (laughs) to, to get is just dead. Right. And it's no good to you and you're just running out of options and getting, yeah. It's chaotic. Yeah. And then the machines that you want to use, like the destructors, are like super important where you can use them to blow up tiles with 
with uh, a whole bunch of adults on it. And but those are the two of the first car, or the lowest two number of the first tiles. Three tiles to be eliminated through the sinkhole. Yeah, card, a uh, card, card. Are, are those two tiles? So your destructors are not around for very long. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's yeah, it's the theme is awesome, and the theme is really cool. In also that it's part of the whole series. Yes. Like really cool that we've been playing these games. Yeah. All the way through. They've done a really like good job of characters, right? bringing them, yeah. Yeah, like this yellow pond seems like the same yellow pond f- pond from, you know, yeah. Forbidden Desert. This character has made his way all yeah. the way here, right? It's pretty yeah. cool. So theme works really, really well. Um, How about the artwork? Awesome. Yep. I great. love the artwork. Always is. Yeah. Oh, artwork is always good. Who, who did the art again? The art was done by... It's very vibrant, lush, green... Everything you would hope for from a jungle uh, theme scenario here with bright pink crystals and very green, lush jungle. And yeah. CB, I think, is that this one? CB Kanga. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Did the art. Very nice. It's very, very nice. Yeah. Everything's really, really nice looking. Very vibrant, very lush. Very cool. So, how about yeah. components? Great. Components are great. We have except, some suggestions. Except <laughs> these adults. So the um, the little egg uh, minis are great. They're plastic little eggs. They're great. And then the hatchlings are the blue kind of caterpillars that come out. And they're great too. The adults are great. They're tall. They're over an inch tall. Yeah. Um, and they stand on eight little spindly legs. Um, and they stand very, very like straight up, like the legs go straight down from underneath them and they're a little tippy. Um, I've been working at them trying to, uh, (laughs) you actually had a pretty good system. Yeah. I was jamming the, uh, the The hatchling hatchling mini in between the legs of the adult mini and it kind of help holds them spread outwards a little bit more to give them a little bit like better footing. Yeah. And now the, the legs are starting to stay out a bit more. Yeah. Um, So when we put it away, we're going to put them away like that. And then as they sit in the box, uh, the box for quite a bit of time and hopefully help, help keep the legs spread open a bit more. So they're not so top heavy and tippy. They look really cool they the look way great. they are. They yeah. just need to be. Just they're just uh, the design of them yeah. could use a little bit um, of help to keep them from being so tippy. But yeah, but uh, not a huge deal. Um, and nice the, uh, the tiles, tiles are all thick. great, of course. Yeah. The threat level stand is identical to the other ones from yeah. the other games. Always, yeah. it's really great. They've got good uh, cardstock. Yeah, card stock's nice. great. It's got the little clips to uh, put on your character for its health that slide yep. up and down. Um, the little web tokens are great. They're cardboard, and uh, but with a nice uh, nice picture on it. Um, so, yeah, great. Rulebook was perfect. Yeah. It they explains vote, everything. They have you know, generally really good rulebooks. Yep. One of the best rulebooks I've read in a little while. Yeah. Um, it's very simple, very easy, very straightforward, laid out. I'll say it this way. I'm pretty sure. So I read um, the rule book. You read the rule book. Mm-hmm. Our oldest read the rule book. Yeah. And he, we didn't teach He's him this a... game. He picked it up and did it himself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah. he was able to understand the rules. Yeah. We didn't even have to teach him. He just read it. He just read it and away, figured right? it out and was telling us blah, 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 bleh. Yeah. <laughs> so he, yeah, he, rule book, very good. Yeah. So that's, I think, pretty much everything about this game so whether or not we 
recommend this game and if we do who for uh highly recommend this game this one is so like we said earlier (laughs) forbidden desert is one of our favorite games ever yes it's easily our most played game i think everyone in our family loves it so it's an easy one to bring out and play (laughs) and this one this one it doesn't beat forbidden desert for me but this one is right close well not yet anyway this one's That's right thing, yeah. close to it. Um, it's a lot different for sure. Um, it's a lot it's, different, it's but it has feel. the same feel. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's very, the DNA, it feels very similar. Right? The board game DNA is is yeah. really the really strong here. The way that the tiles move around, the way you can manipulate yeah, them. Yeah, it's so different, like, and, but it's so similar. Like you have the storm action in Forbidden Desert that moves the storm around, mm-hmm. but this one you're. Like moving the tiles. You physically to, have to go and yeah. do it. You have to find the things to be able to do it. You have a lot. There's a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more going on here than Forbidden Desert. Forbidden Desert is much more um, simplified. Yeah. Um, but and so this good. one, like, and one thing that we've always said that we really like about Forbidden Desert is that you don't win all the time. In fact, you nope. lose a lot we of the times to always, that you play. We like it when it's close. Mm-hmm. You know, we're like, oh man, we've got to win. We've got, we have like a turn or two left and we have to win. And then oh. you just make it and you just win. That's so awesome. Or you awesome. just don't make it. Or and you you're just like, don't oh, make it. Oh, we're yeah. so close, right? Having that feeling. And this one, I think, is going to be very similar. We there yeah. are There are lots of, like we've played quite a few games of this. Haven't gotten there yet, but... You know, making sure that we're using the tiles properly. And that's Mm -hmm. only going to come from multiple, multiple, multiple gameplays. So like... There's lots to consider. Using using the compeller to move the aliens to um, the... Is it the electrifier? Yes. Because, you know, then it zaps them and they're dead. Like thinking about doing that. Because we know how they all work. But when you're playing the game, you're not always thinking about all those things. But once with more gameplay those things are going to be oh well let's that's close and it all depends on where the tiles are but then you can move the tiles Mm -hmm. to maybe make them closer or more like the electrifier more more central so i think that i'm very excited to keep playing this game i am thoroughly enjoying it um and just getting to that level of um comfort i think with everything uh and I, i think it's it's up there. I'm... This one, yeah. I mean, this one's already easily my second favorite, at least in this. Uh, of the series? Of the series. Yeah, me too. Um, this one maybe could become my favorite I, down the road. I don't know. I, I mean, it it's might possible. be. I just, I know how it's much I good love enough. Desert. Like it's, and yeah. it is good enough, though, I like think. It, but this is, it's a lot different. This one's got a lot more going on. This one's a lot more difficult, at least it for is. now. Yep. Um, until we... Well, mind you, we could we could also back down a bit. We could go down to the easiest difficulty. Right, we're but we're trying normal. to do this kind of on the, like a normal thing that we would attempt on almost all games. Yes, right? not too hard, not too difficult. They just or not too easy. The thing that's been getting us the most is how rapidly they grow, depending on yeah. when you get like because the the deck the threat deck right. It's all going to be chance on when those happen. Sometimes mm-hmm. you're going to get some freebies. Uh, which is same as when the sand w- storm picks up in the desert and it picks up it's, in a direction it can't move in. You're like, yeah. sweet. Yeah, that always just, comes out nice. You just feel so good. And same with here when you have to, you know, spawn or move onto different tiles, but the tiles are pointing to space so you don't have to move them. So when you get those mm-hmm. freebies, it's like, oh, good. Um, 
but yeah, just depending on how the cards come out and I'm really, really enjoying it. Yeah, it's awesome. Definitely. It's really awesome. It is very hard though. Yeah. So definitely um, a good family game though. Oh, great family game. Great co-op. Yeah. It so used yeah, to we, losing. <laughs> we highly recommend this game for families or if you like any of the forbidden games, this one is easily um, in the top. Yeah. Of all those games. I will say I didn't, I don't think I gave Forbidden Sky enough of a chance. I think I would like to go back. I wouldn't mind I would too. like to yeah, revisit it because I feel like if I remember, I got hung up on a rule in the rule book that I didn't there was a understand. Couple, yeah. And I just was, was like, There's a couple ah. of things there that was like, yeah, kind of irritating. Well, and I just wasn't sure if I understood the rule right. Mm. I'm like, well, this doesn't make sense to me. I couldn't get it properly. I'm like, oh, I'll just play Forbidden Desert. <laughs> yeah. And so I want to go back, see if I can reread it, give it, you know, probably the chance it deserves with knowing how much I love Forbidden Desert and, and I how much I'm liking this one. Mm. I want to give, go back and, and revisit. But yeah. um, but this one, Forbidden Jungle, awesome. I'm currently loving it. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. We're going to play a bunch more to try and yeah figure out what when to do what and what's what's the better move, right? Like, do yeah. I, is it better for me to use the destruct switch and sit over here or should I try, like, it's hard. There's a lot of difficult decisions to make on yeah. what you should be doing. Should I be trying to move tiles around? Should I be trying to blow up a tile? Should I be trying to find a, a little crystal? bit of each? Like, yeah. And you're just like constantly like running around just doing damage control and, and attempting to find these parts and get them moved all to the same spot. Yeah. Like, there's a lot happening and it is tough. It's a tough yeah. one, but we like it. Yes, I like we do. it a lot. We have two big thumbs up for Forbidden Jungle. Oh, we should also mention that they went back to the game right Forbidden um, Fox. Yeah, metal tin. tin. Yes. <laughs> so everyone hated on those. Um, so true. The tin is so cool. But like, yeah, because they're impractical, but they are cool. They are. But I like that he went back to yeah. that rather because Forbidden Sky had the classic just ticket to ride box, yeah. right? Um, and it just felt out of place. It did. Right? Yeah. So, uh, you should just, if you're sticking with it, stick with it. And I'm glad that they went back to yeah, it. Yeah. So I agree. I, yeah. They, it definitely <laughs> draws my eye more. And yeah. it, it has that same feeling. I'm like, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it feels like a forbidden game. Because the, the the top of the tin is... Um, textured. Textured, right? Yeah. right? With the different... Um, yep. Like the trees are, are raised and mm -hmm. stuff. And so, yeah, I love it. Yeah, I like it too. I, I prefer it this way. I know it's weird, but I do prefer it this way. Yeah, me too. Um, but yeah, no, two big thumbs up for us for Forbidden Jungle from Game Right and Matt Leacock. And... Um, I think we're going to call that an episode. We are not even at the hour mark yet. Nice. So this is great. A shorter one for a little change. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you can find us on the X app at Meeple Dungeon, uh, YouTube, the Meeple Dungeon, where we're going to probably do an unboxing of Voidfall, what we talked about earlier. Cause, uh, I think we have a few unboxings the, the, we need to do. I know. I think the components in this one are pretty sweet. So look out for that for the next uh, week or so. I should, we should mention, too, that we did um, an excess or value Oh, we did. With yeah. uh, Mr. Rao Gaming and yep. Dice and Dragons with Ryan and, uh, and Jason. Ryan and Jason, yep. Um, that, so that's on... That's on uh, Ryan's YouTube channel, Mr. Rao Gaming. Yep. You can find that there where we discussed all things to do with the new Nemesis game, Retaliation, that's coming out, and versus... The Food Chain the Magnate. The new Food Chain second Magnate. Second edition. Second edition. That's of the, Both of these are on GameFound, and they're both roughly the same price, but and then just, we just compared... The two games yeah. and what you get and, and so forth. So if that sounds interesting, um, you go check it go out. Go check out. Uh, Ryan isn't on 
X anymore. Um, so if you want to see that video, you can just search it on YouTube. We also have the link for it on our X uh, app yeah. feed. You can find it there. It's uh, from just yeah, yeah. last last week. You'll find it there. It was a cool discussion. Uh, but yeah, you can also email us if you would like to contact us, uh, thenepadungeon at gmail.com. So we are going to run and we'll see you next week. Cheers. Have a great week, everyone. Bye-bye.